Come on. Corey, are you ready? I'm ready, George. I like it. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today, strong and powerful Corey Lee. Corey is an entrepreneur, a business builder, a leadership developer, a speaker. He's trained under John Maxwell, and he's helped thousands of people. I'm excited to have you on. Corey, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Hey, George. Thanks for having me, man. I am excited to be here with you guys today. So uh, you mentioned I do leadership training and development. That's what I do. I I love building leaders because I know leaders are going to go out and do things. They're going to go out and develop other people and there's influence there. But really, my background is actually in the medical field. I am a physical therapist assistant. And uh, in a five-year period of time, my wife and I built two physical therapy clinics, four gyms, had three kids, Sold all the businesses and kept all the kids, and I transitioned to doing what I do now, <laughs> and absolutely love it, man. It's awesome stuff. It's one of those, if you want something, don't yeah. give it to a busy person kind of a thing, Corey. Uh, 100%, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. And how, how, how old are the kids now? Nine, seven, and five. So they're, they're still a little bit young, but uh, it's good. They keep us on our toes for sure. I like it. And I got to ask what it, what it was like working with John Maxwell. Yeah, so John, he's got a um, – John is awesome. And one of the things that really attracted me to John in the first place was really – I mean, if you, if you look at Amazon, he's the number one leadership expert or whatever. He's written more on the topic of leadership than anybody else. But for me, uh, the thing that really attracted me to, to come alongside John was more the values-based leadership principles – and kind of that their servant mentality um, based leadership, and you know that, that that's a core value of mine as well, and and just the values align. So that's a that's kind of what attracted me to him. And then, you know, what's awesome too is as you get to know, spend more time with him, get to know him. It's not one of those things that do as I say, not as I do. He's like somebody that lives some things out. And I, I was actually talking to some leaders this morning, and I. I said, uh, that is one phrase. That is one phrase leaders no longer get to use is do as I say, not as I do. You are forbidden if you're a leader <laughs> to ever say that again. So anyway, uh, the values-based leadership is awesome. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that we are post do as I say, not as I do, that in today's world we are interested in being around and learning from and following people who are who are the genuine article and who are not BSing us or telling us to do things that they've never done or, 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 or are not currently doing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So we talk about values-based leadership and just leadership kind of – just leadership in general. Um, has, has, has it always been the same – is it always the same values no matter what's going on in the country? Certainly, you know, as going through COVID and going through a time of, of disruption in how we work and how we educate our kids and how we think about just so many different things, um, it, are, are, are those values constant? Yeah, so I think you have core values that that stay constant no matter what. Like, I mean, you're probably not going to have a whole bunch of them, but maybe – 
three, four, five, seven, whatever, but those core values that, that keep you true. And, and they're going to be different for each individual. Some of, some people may, may be faith, some may be family, some may be legacy and whatever. There's a million different values, but I think those core values, they never change because that keeps you who you are. And then you'd be flexible maybe with other ones, but really flexible in how you use approach or, um, kind of live those values out, but you, I don't think those core values ever, ever sway you. Yeah. Yeah. And is it possible to be an effective leader without really knowing what those core values are? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think you're just a wandering generality and it's kind of a wishy-washy. I, I know for a long time for me in my leadership, um, I had a vague idea. And as I did that, it was hard to follow me because I didn't understand truly where I was wanting to go, but also those core values. But once I figured that out, I mean, it's a whole lot easier to follow somebody like that who knows where they're going. Here's the other thing I found about values. It's almost kind of like vision, too. We talk about when we cast vision and we we ask for buy-in, it's really not a great uniter. It's a great separator because you figure out when, when you cast vision— People get to decide, do I want to go into that? Do I, do I buy into that or do I not want to? So kind of those values as well, you're going to attract like-valued people, or kind of like I was attracted to John, and then there, there are going to be some people who just, that's not their thing, and that's totally cool too. That's the, That seems like a really good thing, right? Because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not for everybody, and I would rather figure that out sooner rather than later. Well, 100%. I mean, there, there's going to be people listening to this who can't even stand my, my southern accent. I can't do anything <laughs> about that, right? Or or some of the things I'm talking about, too. And, and, and that's, that's okay because they're going to be attracted to other people or um, and, and learn from them. That is totally cool, too, right? Mm-hmm. All good. I, I like the term, uh, the idea, the practice of casting a vision. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, casting that vision. I, you know, they're one of the wisest kings to ever live. He talked about uh, there is no vision, the people perish. Well, I think businesses are the same way. If you don't know, you know, there's there's also a quote. If you don't know which port you're selling, you're going to go go wherever, right? But you got to know what direction you're going, and have that vision. In our physical therapy world, I, I'll just tell this quick story. We. We didn't only want to do physical therapy, we really want to make an impact in our community. And we'd got to the point in our business where we needed to hire another therapist. So we brought this girl in. I mean, George, I was telling her, man, this is this is what we do. And this is the impact that we're making on the community. I know you want to be a part of this. And, you know, a couple of days later, she called and said she didn't really want to be a part of that. And I can remember going back to my wife and saying, how can you be a physical therapist and not want to be a part of this? And she told me, she said, look, Corey, not everybody wants to be a part of your vision. Not everybody wants to be a part of the direction you're going. And uh, well, my wife's a very wise a lady, and and that's true. You're gonna the people who are bought into that vision, they're also gonna go all the way with you too. And you're you're gonna the people who aren't fully bought in, you're gonna go ahead and weed those out, and that's just gonna uh, get rid of a few headaches down the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think right. That that would have been the wrong person if she just said, "Yeah, yeah, sure, great, all, 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 all that sounds awesome. I'm totally in," even though she was just interested in showing up and doing her job and then leaving and going home versus trying to have the 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 greater impact that you were interested and eventually did have. 
Yeah. And and she honestly, she probably would have been frustrated too, right? She would have said yes to something that she truly internally didn't want to be a part of. And, and that doesn't make her a bad person by any means or anything like that. But, you know, having that vision, it, it allows to get the buy-in and who's part of it and who doesn't want to be a part of it. What does it take to 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 cast to to develop and cast a vision? I imagine the courage is is there, confidence. What do you need to have? I lost you for a second there, Corey. When it comes to vision. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. There you I, are. Can you see hear me now? Yep. I'm going to turn my camera off. Okay. Because sometimes that'll slow it down. There we go. So, I don't know if if if, if you heard my question about what 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 it takes to be able to do that, but maybe we can just pick it up from there. Yeah, yeah. So what it takes one as leaders, uh, many times we we're in that go 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 mode, and I think you have to slow down. It's one of those things that that you have to slow down and truly think into and get a clear image and picture of where it is that you want to go. Um, but I think the first step is is getting very clear. Most of us as leaders stay so busy that we don't take time to take the vague idea and to really crystallize it and get it really clear. So I, I think that and then casting it. I, I, and, and you can't just cast it one time. you you got to say it over and over and over. I heard Dave Ramsey talk one time. He said, you know, when you're talking about vision and and the people hadn't got to the point to where they're mouthing it as you're saying it and their eyes are rolling, then you haven't said it enough. Right. So you, you got to say it to the point where they already know what's coming. So I, I think you, you talked about the courage and those kind of things. Definitely that. But slowing down and thinking through and just repeating it over and over. Yeah, that's that's such a I don't want to say it's a simple thing. But it's yeah. so important because it's it's it it's in the front of your mind, right? But it's not necessarily in the front of everybody else's. So remind yeah. them. That's right. I know. I feel like I've said it a hundred times in my mind, and maybe I've only said it once. <laughs> and and you're right. You know, it is it is simple. And you've heard the saying too: the things that are simple to do are also simple not to do. Mm-hmm. But it's highly important. Yeah, I think probably probably everything because. Like you said, without vision, people perish. And if you're actually trying to do something that's that's worthwhile, it's going to be hard. And so probably pretty important to be reminding people of why it is that I'm putting forth this effort that maybe I wasn't doing before or putting forth this effort that's uncomfortable to me or for me uh, because it is so important. Yeah, 100%. So in terms of... In terms of making real and lasting change, doing things that are hard and important, I I think that community is such an important part of that and being around like-minded people who can help and are interested in helping to be successful. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, totally, 100%. So when we were growing our business, I, I, I say this, I told you all the businesses, <laughs> George, you're in, in the Phoenix area, there's a... Um, I think at the time we were living there is the fourth largest metropolitan in the in the United States. But look, we opened up a business in a town of 1,100 people, hmm. 1,100 people. All right. And um, when we sold that business, we were building out a little over two million dollars a year. But what I found was I could go to the courses, I go to the seminars, I do all the webinars, those kind of things. 
but I didn't have a group of other like-minded leaders who I could go to to ask my question, who could uh, understand what I was going through, who could also serve as guardrails as I wanted to grow my business, but not at the expense of some of those other things that were valuable to me, but also hold me accountable to the things I said I wanted to commit to. So being around people like that has taken me, I'm telling you, to another level. Um, And I I didn't have that growing my business. So, you know, George, as entrepreneurs, what do we do? We we build it. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did. I, I, I built some mastermind groups with that very intention right there to be intentional about putting leaders and entrepreneurs in a growth environment. And I, man, the, the growth that I've seen in them, but also the growth I've seen in myself has been extraordinary because you're around other like-minded people who, what I found too, is that most people don't have somebody in their life who wants their success just as much as they want it outside of maybe their spouse or their mom or dad. Right. And, and to be around other successful people who want your success man that's that's incredible and and it's awesome that's a real thing right it's kind of a sad thing that most of us do not have somebody around us who wants us to be successful as we are but that's that's that that's that's a reality yeah yeah And, and and you know we do have friends who who will say yeah that's man that's awesome glad you did that but but really really want you to be successful and will do the things required to help you get there. So celebrate your victories, but also when maybe you slacking a little bit, who will call you out and say, I see more and expect more out of you. And um, yeah, man, it, it's been very powerful. So talk to me a little bit about how you decided to structure your, 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 your groups, the frequency, what the, what the actual experience looks like, the things you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm based it off of is in, in leadership, we talk about what a growth environment looks like, you know, a a plant's going to grow in a certain environment. Uh, leaders grow in certain environments. So what we, what we tried to do and what I tried to build around was create an environment that was conducive to the growth of a leader and entrepreneur. So what we do is we meet every week, once a week, and in that week, we'll go around, we'll share uh, wins. Everybody will share a win. And the reason I think sharing wins, whether you, you join a mastermind group or you, you kind of check your wins weekly and daily, is it, it it's so easy to get going through our day that we forget about the successes. We can we can live into the things that went wrong, but we forget those successes and that, that builds confidence. But really, it, it keeps us grateful and having a grateful heart. So we'll go around, do our wins for the week. We also... Um, read a book a month in the leadership personal growth lane and that kind of forms our theme and we'll we'll discuss that but not just like a little book club where hey that was great on line 33 did you read that but taking the principles out and how do we apply that and then committing to let's let's implement this what does this look like for you to implement that in your business and then the most powerful part is we'll what I call the growth seat some some people call it hot seat or whatever, but growth seat where you get in the growth seat and you bring your topic, your idea, your struggle, or maybe it's a something, some kind of business idea. And you've got 10 other people in that mastermind group who are helping you think into that idea, up leveling that idea. And man, you talk about power that that's the power of the mastermind. And then, then we wrap it up 
with uh, going around and sharing our commitments for the week. You want to make a commitment saying, this is what I commit to doing, not only to myself, but you guys are going to hold me accountable. This is what I'm doing this week. And um, so, and then, and then we have a couple of uh, retreats a year too. But uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what we do. And it's been super powerful and, and the awesome growth that we've seen in that. I love it. What do you do when 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 somebody falls short on their commitment? Yeah, yeah. so that that's kind of one of the questions we'll ask too. Is you know some people like the the kick in the pants. Some people respond differently. So one of the things we'll ask is too. All right, that's what you're committed to. How can we, as your accountability team or as, as your board of advisors, how do we hold you accountable? How do we how do we keep you committed to that and and kind of let them answer too. What I've, what I've also found, George, in coaching people, too, is when you make a commitment, you don't don't uphold it. It's it's not like the kindergarten teacher who will bend your hand back and spank your hand with a ruler. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. It's, it's more of one of those things of, all right, what held you back from doing what you said you were going to do? And, and that's really what we're looking for because that's where true growth will come. What's the underlying thing? that held you back because that thing probably is holding you back in other areas too. So we'll ask for how do we hold you committed? And then we'll kind of dig in a little bit too. What was it that held you back and not just kind of brush over it? No, I love it. I think that well, probably, probably not, not very fruitful to, to try to find the most important part of, of, of what you're doing. But certainly that part, I think uh, it's got to be so important to help people to articulate what they're going to do, and then if if it doesn't go right, then to figure out why it is, and 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 and, and to kind of move past that. So that's right. I love it. Well, Corey, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. Hey, George. I wanna. I got this quote. I want to share with you. This has been a a very impactful quote for me. So I've been given a lot of great advice, but I love this quote right here. This is a quote by Miles Monroe. He says, the wealthiest place in the world is not the gold mines of South America or the oil fields of Iraq or Iran. They are not the diamond mines of South Africa or the banks of the world. The wealthiest place on the planet is just down the road. It's the cemetery. There lie buried companies that were never started, inventions never made, best-selling books that were never written, and masterpieces that were never painted. In the cemetery is buried the greatest treasure of untapped potential. And I, I love that and wanted to share that because each person on this call is is unique and valuable and this world needs your uniqueness. And uh, that, that's that's my last tip right there for you. <laughs> well, I think that that is great stuff. It definitely gets come on. Come on. Untapped potential. That is the worst thing in the world right there, Corey. I just couldn't agree more, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? And if they're interested in getting involved with one of your groups, how do they do that? Yeah, we would love to connect with any of you. I'm on all the social media platforms under Corey Lee or Corey Lee Leadership, C-O-R-Y. But um, I've also created a landing page specifically for your your listeners if they want to go check that out. Uh, I've got two free downloads for them. One 
is a it's kind of like an assessment you can take to see how balanced you are. But then the other one is a spousal survey where you take that, you print it off, and you hand it to your spouse, and they fill it out. And the whole point there is to facilitate good communication and good conversation. So um, that that can be found at CoreyLeeLeadership.com slash Lifeblood. So Corey, C-O-R-Y, LeeLeadership, dot com slash Lifeblood. I love it. I'd love the spousal survey. I can't can't believe that nobody's ever talked about doing something like that on the show before. So I think that that's incredible. I'm looking forward to checking that out. So excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Corey your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to CoreyLeeLeadership.com slash Lifeblood, C-O-R-Y-L-E-E leadership.com slash lifeblood and if you are brave enough to print that spousal survey off and hand it to your spouse it will definitely serve you thanks again Corey. thanks george i enjoyed it and if you're not brave enough then you for sure need to do it (laughs) (laughs) and until next time keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together